Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. Hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Hello, Travis. And Fernando. Hi, Ben. Hi, Travis. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for the great response to our interview with Bob Kendrick. If you haven't listened to that yet, please go and listen to the latest episode. He is the president of the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City, Missouri. And again, we have to remember our past so we can alter our present and change our future for the Mm -hmm. better. And hopefully we're doing that right here on this show. So the first story we're we're going to talk about we're going to texas boys <laughs> love some texas and our hearts go out to the wonderful people of texas who are currently being occupied or their state is being occupied by far right psychopaths <laughs> as we saw with the texas abortion ban we have another story for you to sort of discuss just how wacky the wonderful state of Texas is going. Um, we talked about the abortion ban. I did I did see something on PBS recently about a nurse talking about what that actually looks like in reality. She had a 23-year-old gal come in. They noticed the heartbeat. Uh, she started openly weeping. The whole thing was a waking nightmare. And the fact that Texas is violating these people's Fourth Amendment right to privacy is unconstitutional and straight up wrong. However, Texas is not just dealing with abortion as a culture war. Evidently, they are also dealing with the idea that the Holocaust may not have been so bad. Mm -hmm. This is in South Lake, Texas. Okay, this story is so freaking insane. It's absolutely nuts. There's this woman, Gina Petty. She is the Carroll School District's executive director of curriculum and, and instruction. She has told teachers who are teaching about the Holocaust to Make sure to have, quote, the opposing view as well, which is theoretically that the Holocaust was like, not that bad. It was kind of fun. It was all like getting together. It was like having a nice hometown, you know, picnic every single day. The David Duke version of the Holocaust, which is literally, according to him, they had swimming pools. They were having a great time. But of course, we know for a fact they were not. If you want more perspective on the Holocaust, listen to our Joseph Mengele series on last podcast on the left. So Petty cites House Bill 3979, which is evidently a bill that was created under the guise of creating, I don't know. Discourse? Discourse and just being like, make sure you show both sides. But sometimes two sides of a conversation don't need to happen. Right. And that conversation 
specifically when it comes to the Holocaust, can begin and end with, it was an atrocity, it was atrocious, and we are still dealing with the ramifications of those horrible policies that were put in place that led to the death of 6 million Jews plus, and then don't forget about gypsies and gay people Mm -hmm. and everybody else under the sun. Left-handed people. Left-handed people, literally anyone who was not a Nazi or a Nazi sympathizer. So because of this, we now have a situation where the Holocaust will be taught in this school district. However, it will come with a caveat that is some people thought it was cool. (laughs) Oh, no. This is according to uh, Petty. Again, she is in charge of the curriculum in this area of Texas. Uh, She talks about how issues are widely debated and there are controversial issues that need to be discussed. Absolutely. Mm, If you can't learn about controversial issues in school, then you're not getting a good education. We talked about that again with Bob Kendrick, Mm. with the eradication of the Negro League because of the assimilation of certain groups into MLB. There are are conversations uh, that have to happen because the world is immensely complex. But again, in this case, I don't think there's a need to indoctrinate our children with the idea that the Holocaust was just kind of bad, or in some cases, I'm sure an opposing perspective would say it was good. So she says, if you have a book about the Holocaust, then you have to have one that has opposing and other perspectives. There is no other perspective in this case other than the one that says it is wrong to commit mass genocide. But I mean, and Travis, you know, this is also a huge deal because what does Texas create? They create the vast majority of textbooks for the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Same thing with California. They have the most amount of school children. That's where the money is. So if all of a sudden we have a situation where Texas curriculum are teaching the opposing view to the Holocaust was bad, which ergo means the Holocaust was good. Is that just going to be like chapter 12? In our in our in the, uh, textbooks. in the textbooks, I mean, it's kind of gone off the rails. I, I may be showing my age, but I do remember the TI eighty three calculator. Of course, and that's we, Texas Instruments. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember ever plugging in the number six million, and then it just turned to zero for no reason. Oh dear, uh, you know, with when when they were fighting critical race theory, mm-hmm. I knew we were headed down this path. Well, I yeah. knew we were headed down the path of like Holocaust denier, science denying, vaccine denial. Well, you know, in, the, in the Civil War, the whole both sides and keeping up the statues for the South and everything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that we should discuss both sides of, of uh, legitimate argument. Of Absolutely. Legitimate in the Civil argument. War, we can discuss both sides. Of There was a lot of people in the Confederate side uh, that were not necessarily thrilled with the position they found themselves in either. <laughs> right. Of course, there's massive conversations to be had about the vast majority of things in history. But on this one, I how, don't. Yeah. How do you? How does six million people? Also, you know, maybe not just, so bad. You know, it, you don't got all the time in the world in school, right. so mm-hmm. not everything again has to have like the flip side argument. Just teach the kids about the Holocaust and what happened, and if they, at some point in their life, choose to go and f- pretend as if they figured out some alternative truth. At least don't let your education system be complicit in their ignorance. This is according to one teacher. Uh, They say, how do you oppose the Holocaust? This is what Petty said. She said, believe me, 
that comes up. Ugh. Great. Oh, I don't yeah. give a shit. That still doesn't mean that the teachers okay. should be teaching. Another teacher wondered aloud if she would have to pull down Number the Stars. That is a book by Lois Lowry. And uh, so many other teachers are like, what are we supposed to do here? To me, it seems like a total bastardization of the Texas Senate Bill 3. However, perhaps that was also, uh, perhaps this is also the intention of these bills. You never know the nefarious nature of the people who craft the bills, specifically of the people who are currently in power in Texas. I was watching a representative uh, on this PBS interview, and the way he talked about the abortion ban with the smug smirk Mm. and just, again, the idea that they care about babies and fetuses, (laughs) uh, it's just a misnomer. This is a power grab, and again, uh, a violation of the Fourth Amendment. They have a right to privacy, and there's nothing more private than your loins. That's exactly it. How can you say you have to give both sides of the argument when it comes to the Holocaust, but a woman who is pregnant, no sides. There right. is no there's no argument here. It's, it's it, the decision was made. Exactly. Well, That's the hypocrisy. And I'll just point out, in addition to these laws like Senate Bill 3 or, or SB 8, um, in Texas coming out of the state house, this shines a light on something else that's happening in a local election year, the importance of school board elections. Absolutely. Right? Statewide mm. and local. I mean, you're seeing it in the news plenty about mask mandates and vaccination mandates and parents who are against it or for it. And, and now they're they're taunting each other, even outside. I think of Beverly Hills uh, High School here in, in Los Angeles. I mean, parents are taunting each other over wearing masks and whatnot. But this is curriculum, and this comes down to the importance of getting involved. And, you know, I don't know how many parents we have out there listening to the show, but this is another good reason to get involved with your local PTO Mm -hmm. and school board. Well, according to Carol's spokeswoman, Karen Fitzgerald, she says, again, the district is just trying to help teachers comply with this new state law. She says, our districts recognize that all Texas teachers are in a precarious position with the latest legal requirements. Talk about government overreach. Uh, She goes on to say, our purpose is to support our teachers in ensuring that all have the professional development, resources, and materials needed. Our district does not and will not mandate books to be removed, nor will we mandate that classroom libraries are unavailable. You know, again, it just is a reminder that a stroke of a pen grasped in the hands of a power-hungry maniac can change people's lives And we're seeing that right now in Texas. Mm. The midterms are vital. Get out and vote in those. And as Travis said, when it comes to school boards, obviously something needs to happen because this Senate bill is maybe being used for exactly what they wanted. Right. To teach alternative history. Without facts, you can say anything. And, of course, it makes the job of a lying politician much easier. Right. And it's taking control, like you mentioned, away from these local precincts. Uh, You see the same thing with Florida, Ron DeSantis trying to ban schools from mask mandates. And Greg Abbott in Texas did the same thing. Um, So, it's yeah, it's it's like you said, it's government government overreach. It's heavy-handed policies coming from the statehouse. And now these local um, precincts are kind of caught in the crosshairs. They really are. And... We're the ones, the people are the ones who get the, we get the short end of the stick, but we also have now the obligation to follow through with these laws that were passed. Yeah. So these people who write the laws don't have to do jack shit. No. They just sit back and watch everybody else try to understand the intent of a bill. Yeah. And obviously, I don't think it's far 
out of reach to say this may just have been the intent of that bill. According to Clay Robison, he is a spokesman for the Texas State Teachers Association. He says, we find it reprehensible for an educator to require a Holocaust denier to get equal treatment with the facts of history. He says, that's absurd. It's worse than absurd. And this law does not require it. So there are perhaps pushbacks, which also means that this law, whoever is in uh, South Lake, Texas, they were like looking at this law and they were like, I think we can finally do it. (laughs) We can use this law as an excuse to be fair and balanced when it comes to the Holocaust. Oh, great. Yay. (laughs) So religious exemption. If I'm a Jewish teacher in Texas, do I have to teach? Do I have to acknowledge, you know, the anti-Holocaust rhetoric? That's against my religious freedom. Oh, what a great day that'll be for you. Uh, You have to go and be like, but there's two sides to the story. It's not the end of the movie. Freaking clue. We know who did it. (laughs) Imagine making what? $45,000 a year, you know, very underpaid. And then now being forced to see both sides of an argument (laughs) of this complete fallacy of an argument. Imagine that. It's unbelievable. And again, if you want to, uh, I'm sure everyone knows about the Holocaust, but if you want to, if you want to feel it in your guts, uh, listen to the Joseph Mengele series by last podcast on the left. Mm -hmm. And it is so sad and disgusting and gross and just a horrible time in human history. And so we cannot go down the road of normalizing, not normalizing false equivocation. You know how we were, there's so much false equivocation going on Mm. with one thing, because one thing happened, it means the other thing isn't as bad, right? you know, and it's just horrible. And so this is just a horrible false equivocation between the Holocaust, true believers, which is because it's true, you know, and then Holocaust deniers. One of these is not the same as the other. Right. And there is no need to have a binary choice for now young developing minds to even plant the seed that it wasn't uh, real or that it wasn't as bad as we say it was, is just a, a massive disservice to them. As you imagine, they get a job up in you know Massachusetts one day and they're like, well, now I don't know. <laughs> oh, what about the swimming pools? Oh, they're like, no. Why did I get fired? I was told that in school. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of misinformation, let's talk a little bit about uh, immigrants and how they are maligned and mm-hmm. uh, you know, depicted as, as horrible uh, I don't want to even use the S word, but they are depicted by many media outlets as savage, as like these invaders. Right. They're coming and invading. But Lindsey Graham, he has something else to say. Lindsey Graham says tens of thousands of Brazilian immigrants, they don't even need need to be here because, quote, they're wearing designer clothes and Gucci bags. What? And he is concerned that they're headed for Connecticut. Oh, no. (laughs) And that's the one area where he has a sacred apartment that he probably has sex with a lot of men in. Okay. (laughs) So in an interview with Fox News, and and that's fine. That's my, the only thing I like about Lindsey Graham. Right. Um, And again, when we make fun of Lindsey Graham, it's because the hypocrisy. Yeah. Because he's crazy. Because he's crazy. Mm -hmm. In an interview with Fox News, Sean Hannity on Tuesday, Graham said uh, he was critical of the Biden administration's order to halt large scale immigration arrests. Because the people that are coming over here are just dressed too well. This is what he had to say. He says, uh, well, actually, you can read it. Yeah. Here we go. We have Lindsey Graham right here with us. Calling in. Calling in. Calling in. And now, uh, Mayorka said today, calling off all raids of worksite is going to be another incentive for people to come because the word is out. You come, you claim asylum, you never leave. The policy choices of Biden are all over the world now. 
We had 40,000 Brazilians come through the Yuma sector alone, headed for Connecticut, wearing designer clothes and Gucci bags. This is not economic migration anymore. People see an open America. They're taking advantage of us, and it won't be long before a terrorist gets in this crowd, and that, that terrorist, that terrorist, he's going to have Gucci bags too. Ham biscuits, y'all. Ham and biscuits, y'all. How does he know they're headed for Connecticut? What is his I don't like, fully understand what what's logic? going on, man. Yeah. How did he see them and go, we're all going to Connecticut? Well, this is what he continues to say. He's says, usually when you go to the border, you see people who are dressed really haggardly and who look like they've been through hell. This time at Yuma, there were dozens that looked like they were checking into a hotel <laughs> and smartly dressed. Whoa, smart, Whoa, smartly dressed. <laughs> so I guess that's not the look that he wants. He added, this is something new. I would advise the Biden administration to do what the Obama administration did and fly them back because otherwise, I guess they're going to... I don't even know what. Dress better than him? Yeah. And then he's going to get very upset. Tell, yeah. Tell me you're not a RuPaul drag queen fan without, you know, telling <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. noticing their Yeah, reading reading these first. girls to dirt. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> he also has, you know, his spokesman's backing him up, Kevin Bishop. I bet you he knows where all the bodies are lying. He said, uh, they have thousands of Brazilians coming through here. As Senator Graham noted in Yuma, the luggage was nicer than his own, which I really think is he was, why he's so mad. He's very upset about it. Very upset. He can't live in a world where the immigrants have nicer luggage than Are him. Are you kidding me? Mm. I cannot believe it. I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I can't handle this. This is according to Bishop. Again, we're talking about a humanitarian crisis, perhaps. Whatever it might be, this is really the most shallow conversation about immigration you could have. And I would say, okay, that's cool. Kind of fun for a bar. Lindsey Graham is a senior senator. Yes. Mm -hmm. Bishop goes on to say, again, that's his spokesperson, his mouthpiece. He says, we saw luggage and attire that's highly unusual for someone who would be supposedly traveling through the desert on a long journey into the U.S. No dust or mud on them, but they have luggage with an airline bag check attached. What? So they are figuring it all out here. They're getting to the bottom of it. He said, that has got to change. He goes on to say, I think what's going on is the word's gotten out that if you get to America, you can stay here and live. Brazil is deteriorating right now. I've seen the movies. <laughs> and I want more Brazilians here. No, yeah, they're spacey. Beautiful. Beautiful, spacey people. And I don't really mind that they have nice luggage. No, it's I think nice. nice luggage is a fantastic thing. I it's good quality. I Maybe just don't understand what they're complaining about. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Lindsey Graham's making a very good point that, um, yes, you don't want, I mean, if th these people are dressed for the job and they're here to take our jobs. <laughs> hey, Biscuit, y'all. Oh, man. Oh. It's just out of all the reasons, out of all of the things to talk about when it comes to immigration, only Lindsey Graham would bring up the fact that they're dressed better than him. Lindsey Graham also... Um, apparently, uh, I don't even know what Travis, Fernando, can you, what, what is this lady bucks thing about Lindsey Graham? <laughs> this was, this was a while ago, Yes, but it came from the, uh, the sex workers of DC, mm -hmm. who, as we all know, are very busy constantly. Um, yes. but they also sign NDAs mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to say things. Of course, we know quite a few of them and there's a lot of people, um, you know, they're the front lines to make sure, sure we don't go to war. Yeah. <laughs> Please right? God, sex workers of DC, <laughs> yeah. continue to do what you do. We love you. But I, you know, I originally heard this uh, story from Travis about the Lady G rumors, which mm, is yeah. Lady G is what the they they call Lindsey Graham. Yes, it's the sex workers. His, the code name for Lindsey Graham is Lady G. And uh, what are Lady Bugs? 
<laughs> well, there is a rumor on the internet that the ladybugs, and keep in mind, I don't fully understand a lot of these things, but I do love Lindsey Graham news. And um, <laughs> apparently, a lot of these sex workers, and believe me, there are a lot of them. Of course. We've hooked up with Lindsey Graham. So it's a, a, a multitude of, a lot of samples. There's yes. a lot of data. A lot, a lot of data, of data here. A lot of data. Not a lot of pictures. <laughs> a lot of data. Yeah. And uh, they have said, according uh, to the internet, as well as a medium mm. blog post, um, that a prostitute hired by Graham also drew widespread attention, particularly a detail that says Graham has several moles around his perineum Ooh. and anus, which he refers to as his ladybugs. He's ladybugs. Calls, he Those calls are my ladybugs, y'all. His ladybugs. Oh, don't mind them. They're just my ladybugs. Right around the taint, which I actually think is kind of cute. It's kind of fun. That's again talk about things I like about Lindsey Graham. There, there's one. That's there fun. you go. <laughs> he's got. He, yeah, everyone has some nice little. Right. He's, he has got fun it. with it. <laughs> and you know what I say? The perineum is the flyover country of the human body. Oh. Maybe park there sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have a little fun. There might be something down there you might like, like Lindsey Graham's ladybugs. <laughs> Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk more about media deception. We talk about it all the time. Uh, we talk about media deception. We talk about, we just talked about educational deception. Of course, what's going on uh, in Texas. But did you guys hear this story about Katie Couric? Oh, She's fun. Katie Couric is another example of how corporate media is one of the worst things that's ever happened. And you can't trust anything that anybody says, even if you see it with your own two eyes, because there is a thing called lie. By omission. And the story makes me sick a little bit, to be honest with you. So Katie Couric has admitted to editing Ruth Bader Ginsburg's controversial comments about the uh, kneeling that was taking place in the NFL in 2016. Of course, Lady RBG, she is uh, Casey Anthony's favorite Supreme Court justice. Oh, there you go. She's a hashtag feminist goat. Um, people, she's revered uh, all over the world and certainly all over the country as a supposed advocate for civil rights. But let's not forget... Justice Ginsburg was great friends with Anton Scalia, a man who is not a friend to the gay community or people of color or anyone who wants any civil rights passed in this country, specifically when it comes to prison and criminal justice reform. According to the story, Ginsburg said, quote, that the people who were kneeling for the national anthem were showing contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. This is wow. what uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said. That is a quote. And of course, Katie Couric said, oh no, that's not right. That doesn't play into the narrative that I wanted to show of you. So therefore, they took that, they edited it out 
of the conversation, which naturally would change the entire mm-hmm. conversation, specifically as, uh, again, we try to pretend as if the Supreme Court justices have any semblance of understanding of what regular people go through on a regular basis. The idea, again, that we should be thankful or people should be thankful that the government let them live a decent life mm. is the exact perspective that's wrong with our leadership exactly. today. Right. Where it's like, they should be happy we gave them this much. Fuck you. Right. You should be happy that you're a Supreme Court justice. You should be happy that you have any amount of joy in your life because when you say things like this, it is under the impression that we should all be bowing down to you mm. and thankful that we get the small amount of crumbs that fall off the the brow or the the mustache of Uncle Sam. Right. I mean, this is just a pathetic reminder that they are not us and they don't see us as equal to them. These people forget that our taxes are what pays their bills. Exactly. These people forget that our taxes and uh, our our votes are what got them there. These people forget that they're our employees and our public servants. And when you hear things like this, it's like, you know, uh, the country owes me. I don't know the country. And this is just pathetic journalism. And that's why Katie Couric is not a journalist whatsoever. But she says she was conflicted because she was a big RBG fan. So in no way, in no way could she let that get out that RBG uh, has zero understanding of what the protest meant in the NFL. And if I may, you know, our last conversation with Bob Kendrick, this is pretty fascinating, right? This is a sports player, Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick, making mm-hmm. a statement and in- You can see right there the power of political statements in sports. Uh, It got all the way to a Supreme Court justice. And yes, I agree with you, Ben. I would say uh, Ginsburg's comments are not quite in step of what everyone thinks of her. Well, absolutely. She's been lionized. She's been almost given a martyr treatment despite the fact it's a natural death. And this this is the truth about her that has to be discussed as well. And again, we have to remember when we talk about systemic issues... If you're a Supreme Court justice and you've been there for 50 freaking years, you are part of the system. Mm-hmm. And this is why we've had such a difficult time to get what any reasonable person sees as progressive, positive criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. Because you can't even digest the audacity of somebody taking a knee during a national anthem, which is insane. That's not all she said, by the way. Um, again, the first quote is that anyone who kneels shows contempt for the government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. She goes on to say, which they probably could not have lived in the places they come from. As they became older, they realized that this was a youthful folly. And that's why education is important. Sounds like she would love the Texas education system. (laughs) Yikes! According to Keurig, she said, quote, I wanted to protect her, which is, again, not your job. When Katie Keurig asked, would you arrest them for doing it? She says, no, I just think it's dumb and disrespectful. Mm. And I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning, which, again, is another right that you have in this country. You have a First Amendment right of speech in this country. And the fact that Supreme Court justice, a former Supreme Court justice, a lionized member of the court, if this is the liberal, we're fucked. (laughs) Right. And, of course, she was. Um, She goes on to say, I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would uh, point out how ridiculous it seems to me to do such an act, Um, which is fine. She's allowed to have that opinion. But again, she holds one of the nine most powerful seats in the world, which is, of course, being a Supreme Court justice. Uh, Couric actually pushed further, asking if she believes athletes are, quote, within their rights to exercise those actions. Ginsburg said, yes, if they want to be stupid, there's no law that should be preventative. 
He, she goes on to say, if they want to be arrogant, there's no law that prevents from them from that. Nothing more arrogant than a member of the Supreme Court, by the way. But mm-hmm. she goes on to say, what I would do is strongly take issue with the point of view that they are expressing when they do that. But when a Supreme Court justice strongly disagrees with the point of view, they have a little bit more power than you or I. <laughs> Fair. So I just think it's important, again, when we talk about corporate media and we talk about uh, what aren't we seeing What's left on the editing floor, whether it be CNN, Fox, whatever, you name it. And uh, it's just this would have changed the entire narrative. And it's just important. to. This is the definition of like a this is almost like a white devil situation. Yeah, they they make everyone out to seem like Mother Teresa. Right. Mm -hmm. This is like a Mother Teresa moment as well. Mm -hmm. And then if you're if you're actually somebody who understood what was happening and what is happening when it comes to mass police violence, specifically in certain poor economic communities. And then you're like, that's fine. We got we got RBG up there. We're going to be just fine. And then you find out, oh, she actually disagrees with everything that you stand for, or yeah. in this case, kneel for. And because of that, despite the fact that she wants to say, this is just my personal belief, uh, I just don't believe that, especially when you're in your late 80s, that your mind doesn't meld personal belief Ex- with uh, with uh, legal philosophy. Exactly. You know, the, I'm, I'm, I'm offended on so many layers about learning about this article. Uh, apparently, yeah, we got Fernando offended. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Couric, uh, Couric le- reached out to the head of public affairs and they reached back and said that uh, uh, Ginsburg had misspoken. And it's possible that uh, uh, an entire paragraph. Yeah, exactly. I was like, and it's possible that eighty-three. Again, this is a Supreme Court justice at eighty-three. That it's probable. It's that she's elderly and probably didn't fully understand the question. This is a woman with uh, people's lives in her hands. Sure, she needs to understand these questions. Yeah, All of them. I would think so. Yeah, I don't this, want to be ageist because I really I love the elderly. No, no, I really do. It's, it's but at some that. point, like you, you got to be thirty-six to run for president. You should have to. You can't. I mean, 80 is it's like, don't you want to retire? Right. If they're editing your comments so you don't so you fit their narrative, then you're already it's not working out. It's you know, not working out. And we talked about that. We talked about that a few episodes ago with like AI and stuff. At some point, they're just going to weaken to Bernie's these people. Right. Just be like, sit there, move your mouth like this. Oh. And then we'll put the words in. Oh, because what, what you just said is crazy uh, online with Donald Trump. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it was a deep fake. Oh my no, God. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Well, speaking of things that I wish were fake, man, we were joking about this, but then it's totally happening. This is according to the war zone. Mm. Robot dogs. Robot dogs. I love dogs. Robot dogs, a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. They now have assault rifles uh, on their backs. What? Yeah, it's Ghost Robotics uh, and Sword International. They have teamed up to create a rifle-toting robot dog. Okay. It's called the Special Purpose Unmanned Rifle or Spur which sounds kind of fun. Okay. Uh, the system adds a 6.5 millimeter Creedmoor rifle from S.W.O.R.D. to one of Ghost Robotics. I can't believe it took this long. We also have a situation what's happening right now in Singapore, and we better be careful because that could come here as well. They have dogs, robot dogs, monitoring for, quote, antisocial behavior. Uh-oh. And that's happening all over Singapore. Singapore, the people of Singapore, much more accustomed to a heavy thumb right. on their lives when it comes to government interaction. Mm. But we're seeing that right here in this country. And it is just a matter of time until a robot dog oh, no. with a gun on it forces you to get down on your stomach and cuff up. Yeah. Which is going to be uh, disgusting. And who do you fight? 
Who do you fight? Who do you go to for help when you have a robot dog? At the very least, a human theoretically would have the ability for emotional response and understanding. Right. What if you were, I mean, we saw the story in Chippewa Falls, I believe a few years back, where a couple was pulled over for speeding because the pregnant wife needed to get to the hospital and the officers arrested them and didn't allow the pregnant wife to get to the hospital and she lost the baby. But now we have a situation where at least there was a human there that could have acted rationally. Of course they didn't. They were a total psychopath. But now if you're, that's all going to happen as you're pulled over by a robot dog who aims his gun at you. It is a nightmare scenario. And it is something that is making these companies so much money. And it is making Warhawks so freaking horny. <laughs> In terms of the weapon itself, Sword does offer derivatives of the 5.56 times 445 millimeter AR 15 slash M16 family. Woo. Mm. Also, AR stands for Armalite, but we all know that. Oh. <laughs> also, when it comes to this, are we going to get them? Do you mean like, like do we public? get robot dogs? No, absolutely not, Ben. That's dangerous. Why would, why would a public person need a robot dog? Absolutely. Maybe this Puffin looks... wants a friend. Puffin <laughs> fell into the pool recently. He could have used a robot dog to get him. Dude, what? Just shoot the pool? Well, this is a weird situation because anytime I see a police dog, like a real dog, I'm tempted to to give it a hot dog so it won't uh, smell all the drugs. Well, they're still dogs. <laughs> yes. But with a robot dog, I don't know. Can you feed him a, a robot hot dog? I don't think they make those. I don't think they get hungry. Okay. <laughs> Except for human blood. Oh, no! Ghost Robotics CEO founder Jaron Parikh, he says, when our robots move around and you shove them, these forces are computed at 2,000 calculations per second per leg. You've seen the video of them mm-hmm. trying to shove over the robot dogs. It ain't freaking possible. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose, I promise you. And now, of course, they are heavily armed. He goes on to say, we're just adjusting it to make it like a mammal. Our robot, when you see it climbing stairs or walking or running around, we turn off all the sensors. It's just feeling. It's completely blind. The reason we do that is because if a warfighter or a mining company, if anybody is out there using our robot, this robot had better operate 99.99% of the time. What? So that's kind of nice. <laughs> what is the point of making these weapons? That that uh, that I don't What's understand. What's the point of not making them weapons? Well, mm. I think oh. there's a lot of money. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of World War One. Some of the history of World War One was that was the first time they started rolling out all these new weapons like tanks and uh, mustard gas yeah. and machine guns. Um, and you know, obviously, the point was to kill more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, well, I'm not a hot dog. I don't right. want to be covered in mustard gas. <laughs> exactly. Um, and now, um, so that is always the point for developing new weapons because you can. And like we mentioned before, there was a completely unaudited R and D uh, part of the defense budget that is absolutely huge. And this is the kind of thing, you know, you walk in there, it's like, check this out, man, robot dog, gun on its back. General's like, I love it. Let's go. If you have it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, man. It's just the people that don't, which is us, that uh, have to be absolutely horrified because the people that do don't necessarily have our best interest in mind. Not to continue to harp on Facebook, but Zuckerberg, they're developing the AI that's going to end up being sold to these contractors and then to these companies. Again, we need to audit the Pentagon uh, and uh, figure out what the hell is going on out of the Fed. 
uh, and figure out what is going on. Um, so the tech giant, this is Facebook, announced plans to teach AI to, quote, understand and interact in the world like we do. He goes on to say, AI typically learns from photos and videos captured in third person, but next generation AI will need to learn from videos that show the world from the center of the action. AI that understands the world from this point of view could unlock a new era of immersive experiences. Ooh, wow. faster kill rates. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. The project is called Ego 4D. Ego 4D. Facebook gathered 2,200 hours of first-person video from 700 people going through their daily lives in order to begin the training of its AI assistants. They do this through, like, the Google Glasses. Apparently, uh, Facebook has a uh, new glasses that can augment reality with Ray-Bans. Yay! So that's how they're teaching these, uh, these future killing machines. And I guess also maybe they can help get baby Jessica out of a well every now and then. How? With a gun? I don't know. know. Can they attach a rope to it? I don't know. I do appreciate it was the, um, apparently the Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida was the first unit uh, in the Department of Defense to use multiple robots in regular operations. Well, nothing bad could happen in Florida. Oh, right. Especially with robot dogs with guns on their backs. Seems fine. So this is what uh, Zuckerberg wants to teach his AI They want to teach them to, quote, remember things so we can ask what happened when. They want it to predict human actions and try to anticipate our needs. Oh, no. Manipulate hands and objects in order to learn new skills. Keep a video diary of everyday life and recall specific moments. Learn and understand social interactions. That's just happening right in front of our eyes. And I don't trust this Supreme Court to make the right decision when it comes to I mean, heck, you could you could argue Fourth Amendment privacy. Is it right if you have a robot dog standing outside of your house on a, on a public street staring at you? They're like, no, I'm sorry. Right, and the that's, dog already knows everything about you. It's horrifying. All right. So anyway, that's just that. That's that tale. Um, so we will stay vigilant on trying to uh, protect our civil liberties as much as we freaking can. Robot dogs with guns. It sounds like an onion headline, <laughs> but it is here. It is now. And it is horrible. Right. And of course, even if these things get used against bad guys overseas, you know that eventually it'll just become a matter of time for the 1033 program. Absolutely. Starts putting them on American of course, the proliferation is going to be insane. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. All right, let's just move on to a segment called A Circus of Psychos. (laughs) Here we go. January 6th. There is, obviously, we all know that committee. It's in full swing. And that ding-dong swinging hard, knocking on the door of Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, of course, we all know the right-hand man. He wears a couple of different kind of shirts. No idea why, but he <laughs> loves Donald Trump. Multiple shirts. No idea. Never understood it, and it's one of the strangest things I have ever seen. At the same time? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, he noticed. always has. I never shirts. noticed. He's a Hollywood producer, bro. They're <laughs> right. a strange, uh, there's a mystique around them. And you wonder, how in the hell did they ever 
ever survive infancy because they are so stupid. Anyway, the January 6th committee is investigating Steve Bannon. They want to get Steve Bannon to go testify. However, Steve Bannon is claiming uh, executive privilege. That being said, he was never an executive. He was never a member of the executive branch officially. He was never elected. I don't think that he has a leg to stand on when it comes to uh, denying the January 6th committee. However, uh, Donald Trump, as we're seeing now, he's out there, he's speaking. Um, It's a fascinating time. If you haven't seen him speak, watch C-SPAN. Don't promote any of the corporate networks. They'll show it on C-SPAN. And um, it is interesting because he's certainly... Half of the damn thing is complaining about how we got kicked off of Twitter. But my <laughs> God, are people not eating that stuff up? One of those people, speaking of food, Steve Bannon, is someone who is still working closely with Donald Trump in the background. And without a doubt, nothing as big as the January 6th riot would have happened without Steve Bannon knowing. Because oh, sure. it's got Bannon's fingerprints mm-hmm. all over. Mm-hmm. It's a Bannon Stone production, <laughs> literally. Mm. And dare I say, it was worse than the movie that Steve Bannon produced. Oh. So we'll keep you up to date on that. We haven't really seen too much as far as actual... Um, we haven't seen the committee really get to the to the true meaty, beefy parts quite right. yet. Yeah, these subpoenas are meant to to get information. And right, from but what they've I, just been saying no to them. Well, from what I understand, uh, former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who was a congressman, obviously, before he had the Chief of Staff position uh, with Donald Trump, um, he is uh, complying. He is working with them, as well as a, a fellow named Cash Patel, oh, yes. who was a, a Trump lackey at the Defense Department. Um, but Steve Bannon is the guy who is really holding out Right. And unfortunately, like you mentioned, he doesn't really uh, have the right to executive privilege. No. <laughs> so that's why he's the one who will probably get hit with a criminal contempt. I would also it would just be interesting to hear what he has to say, to be honest. I mean, I'm not you're innocent until proven guilty, truly. Right. Just go testify. I would love to know what he knows. Right. Yeah. In fact, this makes you look you know? guiltier. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of the uh, the Roger Stone thing. So if nothing wrong happened. Then why can't you go talk about it, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Steve. Well. <laughs> Get you your multiple know. shirts in there. <laughs> you never know what they're going to do, but why are we in this world of insanity? One of the reasons is, of course, QAnon. And it's so interesting now as we're starting this, QAnon is mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's just like considered a news source for people, okay. which is so devastating and sad. But Ron Watkins, he is the person behind QAnon, or su- supposedly behind QAnon. He is actually debating a bid for Congress. Oh. Uh, this would be in 2022. I believe, no joke, I think he would run as Q. Huh. I feel like he he's certainly not turning down the uh, uh, the power of Q. And I, he's not trying to, to run away from the fact that he is the face of Q. Multiple documentaries have now shown him confessing to being Q. Right. Of course, other people think it's other people and like all things on the internet it may be a bevy of folks right who decided to post on that message board because that's all it was starting on 4chan now on 8chan or i believe 8chan might be even 8chan might be gone now and watkins has apparently been um hobnobbing with a lot of arizona politicians on the republican side so who knows what happens do you guys think it's possible that we just have vote Q november oh my God. 22 <laughs> no, november new- 2 the new political party. I mean, uh, Good, the 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 uh, the forward party and the Q party. And the oh Q party, God. right? Because there was rumors that Donald Trump was going to start a third party, and obviously, like you mentioned, Andrew Yang's third party, the forward party. Um, what I find fascinating about this is that a member of Q and likely the creator, right? That's Mr. what they Watkins say. Watkins has, I think, yeah, like you said, he's been in multiple documentaries admitting that he created Q. Yep. 
Uh, I I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, but that's what the going theory is. I just find it fascinating that they're going to go this route to get into the Capitol building instead of what we saw on January 6th. You know, at least this is the legal way to do it. This is technically the way you're supposed to do it, sure. Watkins has built a huge following. He has over 400,000 people on Telegram. And that's, of course, where he pushes all the conspiracy and all Is of that. Is it like Parler? I think it must be like Parler. Then I'll get on it right now. <laughs> and evidently, the seat that he's going for, it's this fella. His name is Tom O'Halloran or Halloran. Tom O'Halloran, and he only won by four percentage points. So it's not as if he has this massive mandate. Mm. As we know, Arizona, it's can, Arizona's a unique place. I love Arizona, but you just never know. You never know what Arizona you're going to wake up to. Right, right, right. It's very purple. <laughs> I mean, you got uh, Kirsten Cinema there and all the Democrats and progressives. She might have some challengers in, she in may, her upcoming uh, primary. That's right. Kirsten Cinema. she may have four potential progressive challengers. We'll see if this goes through. Representative Ruben Gallego. Gallego? Gallego. Gallego. Representative Ruben Gallego. Uh, Phoenix Mayor Kate Gallego. No relation, I guess. Representative Greg Stanton and Tucson Mayor Regina Romero are all going to uh, contest cinema, and they're all going to... Uh, Fight for her seat. We'll see if she can survive that. But I did think it was really interesting that Q is going mainstream. It's money. And they're getting legit. It's all about money. They're going to have so much money. Yeah, uh, because uh, there's apparently he's still living in Japan. Uh, so, so you know that again, he's making moves and stuff. And then uh, apparently, there they you know there's a lot of people on the internet. They look at emails and what email was used for what. This same email that he's using up for this filing was attached to an NFT auction, which he did. You know, non fungible tokens, uh, money yeah. moves, right? Money, money, money moves. moves. This is all money moves. Well, that and ties Fernando in. got NFT talking. Yay! <laughs> and it's it amazing. does tap into a whole reason why people think Trump is leaving his bid open for the presidency again in 2024 to keep making that money, money keep money, making money. that money coming into the coffers. You know, I'm running. Don't I'm running. I'm running. Don't I'm running. Speaking of money, just lastly, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she has raised over 11 million bucks. See, there you go. It's good arc- money, honestly. It's good money if you can steal it. <laughs> yeah. uh, she has raised over $11 million for her Arkansas gubernatorial run. Again, she is a legacy there. Um, royalty. It is royalty. With a name like Huckabee, it must be Arkansas <laughs> royalty. I, I asked you guys that because to me, Sarah Huckabee is like an SNL character. She truly is an SNL sure. character to me. But what you guys pointed out is what you said. She's royalty of the Arkansas. Oh my gosh. I mean, if you're the daughter of Mike Huckabee, oh my God, take my boat. I'll watch some Huckabee on TBN. Don't think I won't. I love that movie. Uh, I heart Huckabees, <laughs> although it's much different than the Huckabee family. Yeah. This is what Sanders said. Uh, this what the campaign said they said they raised more than 2.1 million in the third quarter 7 million is currently in the bank and they have raised 11 million in total so far so get ready for more huckabees in power sanders says i am grateful for the overwhelming support i have received from every county in our state and every state in our nation she goes on to say now more than ever arkansas needs a real leader (laughs) who will take our state to the top with bold reforms lower taxes and higher paying jobs to unleash our full potential. Buzzwords. Yep. All sounds well and good. It's almost like um, uh, she's a press secretary by yeah. trade or something. <laughs> yes, indeed. And much like the press, you can't trust her. All right. So that's just 
That's just a little bit of a roundup. Also, there was a story about a Maryland husband and wife. They were arrested for trying to sell a nuclear submarine. Um, to, but, of course, they sold it to an FBI agent because it's always an FBI it's agent. It's always the FBI. Quit it, trying like, to commit espionage out there, people. <laughs> it's a little bit romantic, I What guess. are we going to do with this submarine? You know what they say, the best two days of you having a submarine. Huh? The day you buy it. The day you sell it to the FBI. <laughs> That's it. It's just always an FBI agent. Like yeah. no one ever is buying a submarine for me. Right, right. It's, it's like John Kiriakou's story about yeah. when they were actually trying to um, entrap him, basically. Yes. He's just with... like, that is the dumbest way to do it. Yes. <sighs> of course, John Kiriakou did the right thing and went and reported the the foreign agent, quote no. unquote, uh. to the authorities. And then the authorities were like, yeah, that was our guy. Yeah. No, this, this Maryland couple's like, I think we got all figured out, baby. <laughs> We're getting out of Annapolis. You ever see that movie, I Bought a Zoo? But like, imagine if it was a submarine. Mm -hmm. And then we sold it to a foreign power. (laughs) It's not happening. It's not like I bought a zoo at all. (laughs) No. You would think that one of the two would go, you know what? Maybe, I don't, yeah, wait. I don't. This sounds too good to be true. You know, wh- honey, just one question: Where do we park it? <laughs> oh, no. What do you do with a freaking submarine? <laughs> I don't know. You sell it, like you said. Yeah. Anyway, so Merrick Garland, he's got his hands full on this. this is, he says the complaint charges a plot to transmit information relating to the design of our nuclear submarines to a foreign nation. So maybe it was more of a design thing than a tangible craft. Right, right, right. This is how you can make your own submarine Ugh. foreign power. Don't take the one in my front yard. That's mine. <laughs> oh, no. They know we have submarines now. Yay. <laughs> Submarine sandwiches. Dude, this is crazy. On January 26th, the couple is alleged to have made uh, its first drop of information in West Virginia with Diana serving as lookout. That's the wife. They say this is according to the quote from the Justice Department there with Diana Taibbi, I believe, to- Toby acting as a lookout. Jonathan Toby placed an SD card concealed within half a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> as a prearranged dead drop location. But that is so funny because it corresponds with what John was saying. Karaku, it's all it's always in sandwiches. Yes. Never so, trust a sandwich. It's all sandwiches. And Subway sandwich. Jersey Mike's. What are you up to? Whoa, Jersey Mike. Oh, and Jimmy John's killing elephants in Africa. You know oh, what? Oh, my God. What are you hiding? Jared Fogle. All of this. The sandwiches. Yeah. And mm. don't forget Chick-fil-A. Their hands aren't clean either. Mm. Hamel biscuits, y'all. <laughs> I was thinking more cold cut sandwiches, but yeah. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. Or peanut butter and jelly. Oh. Hey, those are good. Don't, hey, don't this start. peanut butter sandwich is a little crunchy. It's an SD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm a horrible FBI That's government agent. secret. Hey, man, you just ate $4 million of secrets. Bro, I'm just so freaking hungry, man. I forgot. Why do we always put the drop in food, dude? <laughs> dude. Can we please, God, drop it in like human shit so I don't eat it? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you're known to eat human shit. Oh, oh, that's right. God damn it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week with all the news uh, that, I don't know, that I think is important. We think is important. Keep on hanging in there. And uh, if you're in Texas, keep on fighting whatever the frick is going on there. Good. I mean, we know what's going on. So, all right, all right, all right. Maybe <laughs> our boy. I'm Team McConaughey until proven otherwise, to be honest with you. Well, Good Lord. If that's that... a case, Ben, then why don't you get in this Lincoln? <laughs> He's going to show up with a gun attached I'll hobnob anything that man wants me to hobnob. Oh, hello. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say 
Yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.